Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the strategic world of peaceful resistance with Blueprint for Revolution by Sergei Popovic. This enlightening tome is more than just a recounting of historical events. It is your handbook for sparking a movement that galvanizes the masses and ushers in profound change without resorting to violence. Through a collage of anecdotes and hard-won wisdom, Popovic elucidates non-violent tactics that can exert political pressure, dismantle oppression, and ultimately conquer fear. As one of the paramount figures in the Otpor movement that was instrumental in dethroning Serbian dictator Slobodan Milosevic, Popovic speaks from a place of deep experience and credence. If you're a political activist aiming to leave a lasting impact on the world, a student of political science or history, or simply someone seeking an entry point into the annals of revolutionary movements, Blueprint for Revolution promises to be an invaluable guide. Join us in exploring how Popovic's blueprint can inform and empower contemporary struggles for justice and democracy around the globe. Blueprint for Revolution How to Use Rice Pudding, Lego Men, and Other Nonviolent Techniques to Galvanize Communities, Overthrow Dictators, or Simply Change the World. Introduction Uncover the power of peaceful protest to reshape the world. Imagine a revolution without the sound of gunfire or the fear of violence. A revolution instead, marked by creativity, strategy, and an unyielding passion for justice. Does that sound like wishful thinking? Well, it's not. History is peppered with tales of non-violent campaigns that have successfully dismantled oppressive regimes, and all without shedding a drop of blood. Welcome aboard a fascinating expedition into the realms of pacifist upheavals, guided by the strategic wit of Sergei Popovich, a man who stood on the front lines of peaceful warfare and emerged victorious. As we unravel the tactful maneuvers and inventive ploys that have paved the way for democracy across diverse landscapes, you'll unearth insights that can empower any ordinary individual, not just veteran campaigners, to take a stand and initiate change. Prepare to delve deep into the foundational pillars of power that uphold a society and the techniques to sway them the art of incorporating humor into the arsenal of activism to disarm and outwit oppressors, and the undeniable reasons why nonviolent measures triumph over their violent counterparts in the struggle for lasting transformation. Part 1. Ignite change with a cleverly chosen spark. Imagine trying to mobilize a movement from scratch. You're up against obscurity, limited resources, and an indifferent public. But revolutionaries don't let these barriers dethrone their ambitions. Rather, they ignite change by lighting a manageable fire first. The key is to identify a cause that's not just significant, but relatable and winnable. It's the little victories that can fan the flames of a greater revolution. Think of how a single matchstick can ignite a bonfire. That's exactly how some of the most influential nonviolent movements found their momentum. Let's revisit the iconic story of Gandhi. His monumental quest for Indian independence germinated from something as seemingly mundane as salt. Facing the draconian salt taxes imposed by the British, Gandhi didn't call for armed rebellion. 
he led a march to the sea. His plan was simple but powerful. Produce salt from seawater in defiance of the British laws. The salt march was a cleverly chosen battle, a small spark that set the stage for a historic conflagration. By the end of his journey, thousands had joined Gandhi, capturing the world's attention and sowing the seeds for future triumphs. Speeches too can stir the soul, but they are not the sole instruments of change. Take it from Harvey Milk, a trailblazing politician who learned that the path to people's hearts winds through their everyday lives. After facing electoral defeat, Milk turned his gaze from grand ideology to the more pedestrian issue of dog waste in San Francisco parks. This clever pivot resonated with the common citizens' daily experiences, cultivating support and eventually ushering Milk into office, proving that a revolution can arise from the most grounded concerns. Part 2. Paint a picture of a brighter tomorrow to rally the masses. A slogan, a dream, an enticing portrait of what could be, these are the magnets that draw people into the fold of a political movement. To spark a transformative wave, you must offer a vision so vivid and promising that it rouses the masses from passivity into action. Successful movements don't just fight against the old. They fight for a new dawn. One sterling case is Serbia's resilient band of rebels, known as Otpor. Amidst the oppressive shroud cast by Milosevic's regime, these spirited youths craved something that had been snatched away from them, the freedom to embrace the world's diversity. They yearned for a Serbia unshackled from censorship, open to global culture and welcoming of foreign beats. Though they never grasped the political reins themselves, their democratic dream toppled a dictator and unfurled a flag of freedom over Serbia. Sailing to the Maldivian archipelago, another vision blazed brightly amid political strife. The nation stood at the precipice of its first democratic election in three decades, and the opposition sought a compelling vision to captivate the electorate. This vision crystallized during a revelatory journey undertaken by Imran Zahir, who witnessed the hollowness in the eyes of the island's neglected elderly. It became unmistakably clear. The path to triumph lay in pledging a future of security and health for every citizen, campaigning with the promise of pensions, health care, and the comfort of shared rice pudding. The opposition didn't just propose a political alternative. They proposed compassion and inclusivity, a better tomorrow for all. This powerful, unified vision won the hearts, minds, and ballots of the Maldivian populace, crowning a new era with their victory in the 2008 election. Part 3. Strategic Pressure Points Uncover and undermine the key powers that keep a tyrant in place. In the vast chessboard of political struggle, certain squares are more crucial than others. These are the structural foundations, the pillars of power, that sustain leaders be they just or tyrannical. Gene Sharp, a visionary in the study of nonviolent struggle, illuminated this concept. Target these pillars effectively, and the mightiest regimes can crumble. These pillars aren't monolithic. They vary widely from one dominion to another. For a multinational company, these could be the shareholders or media narratives that sway stock prices. A rural village in Africa might find its core in the wisdom of tribal elders while political parties may lean on charismatic figures and media allies for strength. Recognize these pillars, 
and you begin to see the architecture of control. When it comes to dictators, their bulwark is often financial. Money fuels armies, propaganda, and the levers of suppression. Drain the treasury, and the autocrat's fortress becomes a house of cards. Thus, the opening gambit in the game of liberation is to locate the economic lifelines that feed the regime and sever them. Consider Syria's Bashar al-Assad, whose coffers swell with foreign investments. Picture a movement that could persuade these investors to retreat, leaving Assad's financial pillar strained to the breaking point. Syrian activists, with an eye for non-violence, endeavoured to spotlight these corporate enablers, tarnishing their reputations and bleeding them of profits. They held onto the hope that in time, the cost of associating with Assad would outweigh the gains, compelling them to withdraw. Alas, the burgeoning civil war interrupted these tactics before their efficacy could be assessed fully. Yet, the theory remains intact. Identify the supports, innovate ways to erode them, and you set the stage for the fall of the tyrant. Part 4. Laughter as a Revolutionary Weapon Behind every stern-faced dictator lies a deeply uncomfortable truth. They too can become the butt of a joke. It's here, in the realm of satire and humor, that activists have discovered a potent ally in their fight against oppression. For when people laugh at the absurd, they begin to lose their fear of it. Otpor. The Serbian resistance mastered this art with a dash of creativity and a hint of mischief that turned their struggle into a spectacle of defiance. Picture a bustling street corner transformed into a sideshow, a spot where every passerby could become an instant revolutionary for the price of a dinar. Milosevic's visage, caricatured on a barrel and eagerly met with a baseball bat, became less the image of a fearsome leader and more of a common enemy for public catharsis. As the crowd swelled, the police faced a conundrum worthy of a slapstick sketch. Without ringleaders to apprehend, they were left with two choices, arrest the barrel-hitting citizens, risking public fury, or the barrel itself. The latter scene, officers dutifully carting away an inanimate object to jail, was photographic gold, shifting the narrative and portraying the once menacing regime as nothing short of absurd. Humor's magic stems mainly from its slipperiness, it squirms out of the grip of oppressive responses. Take Solidarity's antics amidst Poland's 1987 celebration of the Russian Revolution, where they chose excessive enthusiasm as their weapon. Streets flooded with red-clad revelers, brandishing slogans that were a touch too passionate about communism. Confounded authorities scrambled to react but were left handcuffed by their own doctrine. One can hardly penalize excess admiration for the state ideology. Even in Russia's Barnall, it was miniature protesters that dealt big blows through little Lego placards. These figurines, too minuscule to arrest yet too symbolic to ignore, captured the media's attention and shone a spotlight on the power of playful protest. In these vignettes lies a reminder. Humor disarms, it unites, and above all, it turns the daunting into the laughable. Where words may be censored and marches met with force, a well-aimed joke can sometimes pierce through the armor of tyranny with ease. Part 5. Arrogance of Power. How dictatorial force can trigger its own downfall. In a dance as old as time, the acts of repression employed by authoritarian regimes 
often become the unmaking of their own dominion. They push, they shove, and in their hubris, they forget that even a tightened grip can slip. It's the excessive clampdown that invariably invites a surge of resistance, turning their shows of strength into catalysts for their own demise. Take the stirring tale of Burma's Saffron Revolution, which arose from the embers of a grievous atrocity. In September 2007, the sanctity of the monks' march for freedom was shattered as the military let loose a hailstorm of bullets. Monks, revered as moral paragons, became unlikely martyrs in a battle for the soul of the nation. The bloodshed that stained the streets did more than evoke sorrow. It galvanized a people. The revolution began to amass momentum, a force that, while momentarily quelled, lit the fuse for future democratic aspirations. In another corner, in the sleepy Serbian town of Subotica, the Otpor movement demonstrated how a despot's dominance could be unraveled by paper and paste. They transformed Ivan, a dreadnought of a policeman infamous for his cruelty, into a pariah with merely posters proclaiming his deeds. The tactic shifted perceptions, where once people saw a figure of authority, they now saw a brute. Isolated, his family shunned, Ivan's fierce persona crumbled, and the beatings halted. A simple yet ingenious poster campaign broke the fist that once ruled with unchecked ferocity. These episodes serve as a testament to the paradoxical strength of the oppressed. The mightier the oppression, the more potent its potential recoil. Force begets resolve, tyranny births rebellion, and in the societal echo chamber, the voice of coercion often finds a thunderous response in the call for liberty. Part 6. Power to the Peaceful. Why nonviolent change succeeds where violence fails. The term revolution might conjure up images of gunfire, barricades and bloodshed. Yet, tucked within the annals of history, there lies clear evidence that the mightiest revolutions need not wield weapons to win wars. Indeed, the power of peace has repeatedly outshone the force of arms in crafting a better world. At the heart of this argument lies compelling research presented by Erika Chenoweth and Maria J. Stefan, who delved deep into more than a century's worth of revolutionary data. Their study, which spanned from 1900 to 2006, scrutinized 323 uprisings and unearthed a striking insight. Nonviolent campaigns are twice as likely to triumph as those steeped in violence. Furthermore, Countries that embrace pacifist crusades have a significantly higher likelihood of nurturing a thriving democracy in the wake of upheaval. The statistics are telling. A peaceful revolution boasts over a 40% chance of cultivating lasting democratic values five years post-conflict. In stark contrast, that percentage plummets to a meager 5% for nations scarred by violent rebellions. When it comes to the peace that follows the storm, nonviolent uprisings reduce the risk of a civil war breaking out within the subsequent decade by a substantial margin. Yet numbers are not the sole champions of nonviolence. Its intrinsic appeal to the better angels of our nature cannot be discounted. Armed insurgents, despite their valor, often inspire more fear than faith. In contrast, there's an undeniable allure to the peaceful protester, 
a person of the people, calling for rights without recourse to arms. Non-violent movements do not just offer a broader tent. They welcome everyone under its canvas. The young and old, the fit and frail, all can stand shoulder to shoulder in solidarity. This inclusivity fuels a mass movement, a tide of humanity that bears an immense strength of its own. And there, in the chorus of united voices and interlocked arms, lies the resounding power of non-violence. A force that bends the arc of history toward justice without breaking the bonds of human empathy. Final summary. At the core of every transformative protest beats the heart of a powerful, shared dream. A future that resonates with the hopes and aspirations of the common person. To galvanize change, to make a dent in the universe, you don't need the force of arms. You need the strength of ideas and the courage to advocate them without violence. Whether it's through picking fights that can be won, leveraging humor as a tool, or applying strategic pressure on authoritarian regimes, the pathway to change is paved with creativity, unity, and peaceful action. Embrace a vision that appeals to the collective consciousness, articulate it with clarity and passion, and rally the people to step out into the streets and stand up for that vision. The blueprint for revolution isn't scribbled in the language of warfare, it's written through the actions of the peaceful, the resolute, and the ingenious. This is the essence of a non-violent revolution, a clarion call to those who long not just for change, but for lasting, meaningful, and democratic transformation. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.